<laughs> Stop it. Good evening, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, Lyceum Night coming to you from the Paul Christian Spiritualist Church in Paul Dorset Down in the south of the UK. So a uh, great delight tonight to welcome a wonderful person back to our Lyceum evening. We love now. <laughs> The wonderful Elaine Bevin. So just going to wait here. Hello, here we go. People are coming in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Big shout out from people as you enter the room. Let us know where you're from and who you are. Would be wonderful. So uh, Lyceum Nights. These are all things appertaining to spiritualism. Uh, so we are talking about the religion and philosophy of spiritualism in many, many guises and interacting with people and debating and talking. And tonight's topic to start with, although these evenings actually take on a, an energy and a life of their own, as we are well aware. And we're going to be talking about circles, circles in general. So I see there's people joining us online. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hello, Joanna. Peaceful Moon. Sarah Jane. Phil. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome. So yes, circle work. So but before we do, Elaine, welcome again. Thank you. <laughs> I will try not to say rude words today. <laughs> I hope not to. <laughs> 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 I know you won't, I know you won't, but it just shows that you're human. So, yeah, it's funny, before I drop this bombshell on you, <laughs> oh yeah, surprise, you're doing tonight live on live, carry on. Um, we were talking about circles, yes. so the wonderful thing about these uh, Lyceum evenings is not only have we got a live interactive uh viewers, joiner-inners uh, on with us tonight, that these recordings become available in future use. And mm -hmm. we found quite a lot of people will watch these going forward, be it on Facebook or our YouTube channel or anything like that. So it's really uh, informative and a useful tool. So should we go back to the basics about circles? So the actual basic. We go back to spiritualism 1.0. 101. Well, we know that when the movement first started in the 1800s, um, once people had become aware that you could actually train this energy, you could work with it in some way, the choice was really home circles. There weren't churches at that point in time. There may have been groups and associations, but they hadn't formalized themselves into a religion. And I think the interesting thing about home circles is you would probably only sit with like-minded individuals because it would be people you know from your community, from your family. And so some of the difficulty of getting the, the energies to gel would not have been apparent then. Because certainly today you'll have... Uh, Uncle Tom Cobley and all wants to join a circle and not all energies mesh well together mm. and it is the responsibility of the circle leader whoever that is to make sure the mix of energies is is right it's at its optimum performance for the work for the spirit world 
And so it's a little bit hard when everyone wants to be a medium or everyone wants to be a trans medium or everybody wants to be a healer because not everyone will have the right level of energy to go a particular path. And part of the development of the medium is their recognition of what the path should be, their, their soul's path, as well as the circle leader doing some sort of assessment while they're training and developing. So a little bit worried that a lot of people jump on the bandwagon these days that may not be right for the path they particularly want to take. Yeah, very true, very true. I've had many a discussion with people. Um, again, we're, we're in a different society as we were to the 1940s, 50s mm -hmm. or earlier, yeah. in fact, when spiritualism really took off in the homegrown lands. Uh, and there is still, um, it's, it's almost like a sense of entitlement. I want to be an evidential medium. Yes, that's true. You know, I've, I've seen a medium work and I, oh, I want to do that. And you think, actually, I've had people say that to me, oh, I want to be a medium. And I'm like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't think you do, love. No, and, <laughs> and they come to circles for maybe two, three months and think, that's it, I can give a message. Yeah. Not understanding that when you're working with that level of power, to maintain that level of energy for, say, a 45-minute demonstration takes a bit more than one message, dear. <laughs> um, either, either that or it's going to be a very long message and a very bored audience. It's all about understanding how the energy works, um, external to the, to the medium and within the medium themselves. But it's disappointing that, People don't want to put in the level of commitment, the level of dedication, the level of time that the past mediums would automatically give in order to be the best channel possible for the spirit world. I mean, we have all heard stories of how long X sat to develop bank account numbers or Y sat to get deep trance and materialization. These things don't happen in six months. Exactly. It's yeah. all about dedication. You know, the spirit world have got eternity to wait if we aren't the best we can be in a year. So it's two years, it's three years, it's five years, it's 10 years. It doesn't matter to them as long as we are constantly progressing our understanding, we're increasing our spiritual intellect, we're becoming more aware of the energy and understanding the part we play, this contract that we have with the spirit world. Indeed, indeed. And also, sadly, a lot of the time, the thing about personal development isn't explained yes. to people. Yes. You know, we have some people coming in uh, with the wants, and actually their character and their very nature are sort of like so opposing energy to support what should be the most monumental and miraculous Every message is a miracle. Yes, exactly. Every message is. It's not a, another badge on my shirt or another tick in the box. It's an absolute miracle. Yeah, because we're bringing two dimensions together to communicate through a method that we understand to a degree, but fully don't comprehend the extent of it and what it is capable of in its entirety. And there used to be an old saying, I don't know if you remember it, um, physician heal thyself. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of mediums, a lot of healers that are still dealing with their own baggage, not realizing that impacts on how the energy works through us. Um, we don't have to be 
living a life that's saintly and good because very few of us are fortunate enough to get that. What we have to do is... <laughs> yeah, I can see your halos around your neck at the moment. Um, we have to be... <laughs> We have to be aware that at times what we're going through impacts on the work we want to do, mm. impacts on how close spirit can get to us because we're focusing on the material, the physical, the mental, the emotional. We're not focusing on the spiritual. And that's because part of our lesson is this life. It's learning to carry that spirituality into everything that we do, which is never easy, nor is it meant to be. Our soul is striving for that ascension, that understanding that although we are clothed in this short, fat, physical body, um, within is a power that is beyond our understanding. Yeah, yeah that's very true. And there's a little statement here from the lovely Phil Shaw. Elaine, so right, read the time commitment. Takes years of development, which was given to our generation of mediums. Also personal development imperative to mediumistic expertise. Yeah, very true, Phil. And that, that is an angle that is often left out, this person. Yes. You know, I've said to people, you, if you go on this path, you will change. Exactly. And not just change um, spiritually. You have to change physically because we are acting as ambassadors for that other dimension. And one of the things we can't do is chat as if we're down the pub with the lads. That's not appropriate. Uh, whatever our religion, we are in God's house and we are representatives of that spiritual path. And, you know, I remember hearing um, a medium who shall remain nameless telling a lady she was up the duff. And I was so taken aback by that comment in a public meeting because there are personal things that if you have to bring them out, you need to do it in a way that's not offensive, that's polite, or you say, I'll come and talk to you at the end of the evening. Because at the end of the day, people come to us at a time of great need in their life. They don't want to be entertained. They want to be enabled to move forward in their life. Yeah, very true. And sadly, in some areas, um, this wonderful ability of evidential mediumship has strayed into that entertainment um factor and not realizing you know the the truths that each message conveys oh gosh yes when we we're arguing in group this week about the difference between evidence and proof and i actually went into the legal definitions and was it was fascinating that evidence comes first and it's pieces of evidence that come together to a level that now you have absolute proof. And I can't think of a better gift to give anyone in this world than the proof that the person you loved and lost is there, waiting by your side, waiting to reach out and touch you, waiting to remind you of the love and the life you've shared together. And for a parent, imagine having the proof your child is safe. Your child may be in another dimension, but will be surrounded by love and healing and light. How much pain will that take away from that, that parent's loss? We have a responsibility. We have a duty of care to the people that come to our churches. Yeah, very true. And not only are they there by our side, but they are also living a life. 
Yes, and we want to enable them to move on with their life. Yeah, Yeah. and it's that part of the evidence as well, you know, this what they're doing in this life between lives as well. Yes. We were talking earlier, and, you know, people have this fixed image that Aunt Elsie, who used to sit in a wing-back chair, (laughs) eating nougat, is still, you know, in the halls of eternity, sat in a wing-back chair eating nougat. Well, actually, Aunt Elsie is probably... (laughs) off out exploring things (laughs) that we can't even begin to imagine. Yeah, I I think sometimes, and forgive me if I offend anyone, I'm not going to (laughs) swear, but I think the term religion is far too narrow Mm. because it depends on the programming someone has had in childhood as to how open their mind can be about progression of the soul from life to life, between lives, where the soul is ultimately aiming to go with its development, um, both in the physical life and its understanding of its development when it returns to that dimension. If you've had a very rigid religious upbringing, it can prevent you from being open-minded enough to take a concept that might feel strange, but examine it, work with it to the point that you think, okay, There is a grain of truth here, and now I need to follow that path for myself. You know, mediums are meant to sow the seed in order that people can then go on and reap the benefit of the harvest. Yeah, indeed. And I always say that um, when you are on that spiritualism learning pathway, it actually helps you to understand orthodox religions. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, and see things in a totally different light and go, you know what, that makes actually, you know, now I can understand that was transfiguration. Yeah. Uh, yep. That was a physical mediumship. That was you know, all sorts. And you can actually go, oh, wow, yeah. And it actually strengthens that understanding, but at the same time, taking the shackles off as well. Yeah, because I think we are um, opening our minds more to, you know, the cosmos, to dimensions, and understanding that the language of the time for whatever religion you're looking at limited how they could explain what they were seeing or what they were experiencing. And now with our very inquiring minds, our technology, um, with the fact that we're pushing back scientific boundaries, we can look at those things again and say, do you know, there's something in that, that wasn't a chariot of fire, but was it some sort of ball of fire, light or or, or something, when um, an ascended being came to earth to assist at that point in time? You know, I've always felt that we are assisted as a a race, as a, a species, when the time, when the time is needed, by some sort of higher intelligence. I don't know if it's angels with wonderful wings. If I see one, I'll tell you, because I'm really looking forward to that. But there is a, a, an, I won't say interference, but it's like there's a prompt from this higher knowledge to say, hang on a minute, guys, you may not be going the right path for your culture, for your species. Look again, think about it, take the broadest understanding you can. Because every faith, every belief, every religion has in it a core to me that is positive, but not all the accoutrements around that core are essential. Some of them are tying people's hands, they're stopping them from thinking for themselves. And the one of the things, <coughs> excuse me, one of the things I thank spiritualism for, it reminded us that 
we are responsible for our development, both as a being and as a spirit. We are responsible. We can't go to some high altar and say, forgive me. We've got to learn to forgive ourselves and those around us for the actions in order that our soul can change the perspective when we return to the other dimensions. And, um, you know, it, we, we all say, first, you know, to love someone, you've got to love yourself. Um, I think we've got to learn to like ourselves, quite frankly. And those of you regular watchers know that this is my least favourite subject about loving yourself. <laughs> 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 Lawrence struggles with that one, maybe, but never mind. Um, but yeah, when we embark on that circle uh, part of our development, one of the greatest attributes to me is you learn yourself. You mm. know? And it, it's been very much driven to working straight away, you know, get messages and without that understanding but a good circle you will start to learn through the various exercises maybe starting off with the psychic side mm -hmm. or the starting off with the meditation but learning all these techniques and getting that good firm foundation it's a bit like a yeah. diamond we've got to polish all the facets definitely and i think too we've got to be aware that not everybody we will gel with. Not everybody will vibrate at the same frequency. So there will be people, perhaps even in circle, that will think, you know, your energy is not right for me. Mm. And I remember years ago uh, as a student medium, actually falling foul of my um, circle leader's energy and thinking, I cannot sit with this person anymore. They're going down a path that isn't vibrating with me. It's, you know, engendering a discomfort in me. And I took myself off to speak to one of our ministers and they said, but you know the answer. And I said, well, I'm not meant to be there. And they went, no, you've got to start a new phase of your development. And it's with someone else, somewhere else. And it was very difficult because you don't want to let people down. You don't want to disappoint them. But sometimes your pathway will be a lone pathway. Simple mm. as that. Yeah, yeah, uh, I fully get that. And also the honesty um, within circles, I've, we've had experiences both positive and negative mm -hmm. uh, on that front where um, uh, Margaret, bless her. Lovely <coughs> lady, lovely lady. Absolutely brilliant. Margaret Clawton, a straight talking Yorkshire lady. Exactly. And there was no mince in her words. She was absolutely brilliant. Uh, but we were talking on this subject once, and she was quoting a medium whose circle attendees, she said, I don't understand why these people are sitting in these circles, blah, 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 without going into detail. And I said, well, Margaret, just do the maths. This person's running a circle five nights a week, 10 people, 10 pounds a head. Oh, dear. And she went, now it makes sense. Oh, that is so but sad. Margaret was of very much of the ilk um if you if you went to sit in her circle and after a while it became apparent that actually your pathway lies in your healing mediumship she would tell you yes yes and she would say you know this is it you know this circle is not for you well in in the old days um and i know i look very young at 21 i know i can't help that but the need <laughs> <laughs> The, the 
mediums that have trained me over the years, and, and believe you me, I, I'm, I'm not what I call one of the old mediums, though I like their style. They understood that you're part of the process of this. You can't say, oh, I'll wait for spirit to bring this through. Train yourself, develop yourself, hone yourself, change yourself. Listen to your own spirit. And I think the trust that some of the old school mediums had was phenomenal. Mm. I think we've become quite insecure sometimes. And I don't mean ego. I'm not talking about ego. Because um, any medium worth their salt knows you could get up there tonight and that'll be the night you fall on your face. You just hope to God it isn't. And certainly, yes, some of that anxiety we know is the energy changing within us as we pre pre prepare ourselves to work. But the trust the old school have, I, I just, I take my hat off to them. They believed 101%. If spirit said they'll be there, they will be there at that time and everything will happen. And people are so distrusting and mistrusting these days because we have downgraded what mediumship is really about. And it's not just the mediumship, can I say, it's the philosophy of the movement. I don't want to go into the religious bit, that's too narrow, but the philosophy about living, developing, enabling, growing, we keep losing sight of that and give us a quick message and we'll be happy and we'll go on our way. That's not what it's about. This is a lifetime of learning and developing. And Elaine needs to shut up, I think, because you've got <laughs> quite a few comments there. No, 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 you're fine, you're fine. That actually uh, engenders something. I, I can only base the old school mediums on the ones in this area mm -hmm. who I grew up with. But there was a great camaraderie between yes. all those mediums. And a respect for each other. Huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. Uh, and... That's something we don't see so much. We, we we tend to be going out working all the time and we're not actually in our peer groups. Yeah, and so I much. think something that Laurie's been saying to me for months now, we don't take care of our mediums. On one level, some of the mediums of the past weren't taken care of because they'd travel miles on a bus for a few pence. Mm. So there was a practical lack of care but now people don't care for each other for mediums having a bad time we should be supporting each other oh, we should be respectful you know you don't want the moment you're tuning in before a service is someone knocking on the door saying can i just come in for a quick nap no you can't come in i want to talk to spirit at the moment and afterwards everybody says oh could i have your number or could you know forget that we're physical give us that time to be in that energy to link only with the spirit world because to me they're the ones that matter yeah. and I don't mean I don't care about humanity I do but if I'm not paying attention to the spirit world I'm not going to be able to do the job properly for them exactly and also you know going into uh, our churches and centers who are keeping their vibrations to the best that they can be because you, we can go in sometimes uh, in the middle of, you know, the committee having an all-out warfare or, <laughs> you know, um, yes. somebody's ex has just turned up in the congregation. <laughs> I've actually been into a church when there's been healers physically fighting each other in the in the aisles. And I thought, physically fighting, and I'm thinking, what the heck's going on? I'm just gobsmacked. Do you not want to pick up from some of your <laughs> comments? I'm sorry, I've, I can, I've just seen... <laughs> the mental image of some of our healers. That's great. Anyway, yes, as Elaine keeps pointing out. <laughs> well, you, people want to f feedback. 
Phil Shaw, sadly, concrete evidence is often lacking in platform mediumship. Generalization about alleged communicators is given prominence, which a lot of recipients accept because they are unfamiliar with the high quality of mediumship, which our generation were accustomed to from exceptional exponents like Gordon Higginson, Mary Duffy, Doris Collins, etc. Uh, this is why Lane and Laurie are a breath of fresh air to watch. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You have to come down and have a cup of coffee sometime. <laughs> <laughs> he does very good quiche. That's <laughs> oh, funny because what's he got tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Psychic. Oh, must be. Must be. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, very true that, um, but funny enough, Jack, the other night we were talking about his visit to the UK. It's three weeks tomorrow. They're going to be over here. Um, but just having a yes in the message is probably not good enough. You know, we go yes and we think, oh, thank God for that. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it when even the person you're giving the information to doesn't know. But the next oh, yeah. week you see them, they went, I asked my mother and she was gobsmacked. Or yeah. I spoke to my husband, he said, yeah, that's his granddad. The things where people have to verify it gives me more confidence oh, yeah. than every yes. Absolutely. Because I need to know, as most of us mediums do, it's outside my consciousness. It mustn't be my mind that gets involved. I'm just, sorry, I'm laughing at them. They said, she's just an empty vessel making a lot of sound. <laughs> and yes, they're right. I am an empty vessel making a lot of sound. Uh, lovely Tony Goswell. I've always understood it's not wrong. It's not wrong to move to another circle you have to find one that suits you and maybe after a while you feel it's time to move to another it's your personal growth yes exactly yeah. exactly i've sat in five different circles in my development uh and these weren't from toys out of the pram it was just a natural evolution mm -hmm. uh maybe one circle would finish Mm -hmm. uh, and then the right circle would appear, or I was kicked out of a circle for, you know. Being a naughty boy. No, 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 no benefit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, I agree, Tony. Uh, and again, because we say we keep looking at our mediumship in whichever way that is manifested. Uh, it is like a diamond, and the more facets you polish, the brighter that shine is going to be. You know, if you just set your course to being. I want to be an evidential medium, and you know, I've had it here with the church approaches of saying, Oh, I want to work at your church. I don't do prayer, I don't do philosophy. And I'm like, Well, you don't do a church service, yeah. Then. yeah. But mind you, having said that, I know when I first started out, any mediums who trained in the London area that came south used to say they never chose their readings. Um, they they just did the address based on the reading the chairperson had. Yeah. And apparently that was common practice in some of the London churches. I like that energy. Uh, and sadly, you don't get it so much. I think it's challenging because you've no idea what your chairperson's going to choose. And, you know, they might choose something that you've never read, yeah. um, which means you've got to have a blinking good... Nearly swore, thank you. <laughs> um, you've got to have a blinking good link with spirit to only get inspiration because you don't know what it is that's going to be presented to you. Well, so no, it's quite <clears throat> challenging. So it's probably good for our growth. I, I think there's a, a wonderful... I first came across it in um, Ilfracoon. 
and the, the church does the reading. Oh, and right. I thought, I love this. I've got, you know, I've got everything ready. And that all went out the window. And something totally <laughs> different came in. But I just thought, oh my God, I love this. Well, I must admit, um, I haven't been in that situ situation. I've luckily I've been in churches where I've wait till tomorrow, everybody. <laughs> where I oh, I'll tell you about tomorrow. Um, where I've been prompted to choose a reading. I, well, I'm not choose. I open a book. Yeah. And if it's the right energy, then I think, oh, that's what you want to read. But I've also got on the platform with it already chosen in that manner, opened the book and they've said, no, not this one. And I thought, oh, flipping egg. I've read this one. <laughs> and I've just thought, shut up, Elaine. Just get on with the job and move to the page they want read. Now, I know the spirit world have done that for a reason, because yeah. someone in that congregation, that audience has come in, maybe not originally intending to, but then suddenly they need to be there so the spirit world knows what's needed yeah. i don't need to know we want to know because yeah. we're human <laughs> yeah and mental mediums are just that we're very mental um <laughs> we've always got to poke, poke our nose in but it's the spirit world's job to get the information through and ours to facilitate the flow of information they know what's needed and that's what's so sad today we don't listen to the spirit world mm. you think of the wonderful trans talks there were in the past you know some of the um tapes that have survived from the old mediums you know leslie flint has yeah. got a whole, a whole collection even gordon in his day wonderful talks about from elevated and um, when I use the phrase ascended, I just mean higher than me, for God's sake. I'm not saying, you know, I'm necessarily talking about ascended masters. I'm not going down that road. Um, what I'm saying is it's an intelligence that sees so much further in life. And we were so blessed to get some of these talks. We should have more of them available to modern young mediums because there is a need for that depth of knowledge, for that understanding. And you know, we don't see a fraction of the distance in life that the spirit world do. You know, um, it's I'm not talking about past, present and future. To me, it's all the present now, but the information is there. We need to make it available to our circles and our groups. Let them learn from those in the past. I'm not saying that's the only sort of learning to do. But I think there was so much more common sense spoken in the old methods. And um, I'd love to have sat with some of the old circles and the names that Phil was mentioning, you know, wonderful energies. Uh, Mary Duffy was a lovely, lovely soul, very practical, very down to earth, fantastic energy. And, you know, uh, Ursula Roberts, when she was um, in trance doing addresses, by golly, the air was electric. You know, you, we don't need the, the nonsense that's talked about today. We don't need the, the sort of... Um, energy of mysticism or crystals or fairies the spirit world have all mm. that knowledge at their fingertips it doesn't need to be dressed up let's hear it let's have it back on our platforms again please i need it yeah no i agree a hundred percent there it's um there is many lifetimes work to try and scratch the surface of what spirit I've got to say to us. Yeah. And we keep getting sidetracked by stuff. Yeah, like, I, I, that's why I feel religion is too narrow a field. But what also narrows it is 
crystal therapy, fire, fifth dimension, this, that, you know, let's not put labels on it. Putting labels on something limits it yeah. by being totally open to what the spirit world wants to show us, bring through whatever. Then we're not preventing knowledge coming through. It doesn't matter how or where the knowledge comes from. We just need to be open to receive it. Um, and I ain't going dancing around trees in the middle of the night in a wood. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> not, I've got no night vision at all. I'll end up falling over. You know, I want to sit in the stillness of spirit's energy. I want to sit in that pureness, that sanctity. You know, it's so deep and powerful. Why do we need all these extra shenanigans? Yeah. Well, part of that always back down again. Uh, is to the education side because we our education within our movement is often very sadly lacking and very under supported. Yes, it's funny, isn't it? And if we look back into our history of modern spiritualism far enough, the learning happened, I think, automatically with mediums because most of the people who were mediums right at the start of the movement were by and large, poorly educated, if educated at all, but they had such absolute trust in the connection with spirit that they almost seemed to absorb the information that came through to, to the point that they were able to grow with it and understand it and often talk about things that were outside their practical and material experience because they were giving voice to the words of the spirit world. Today, when we've got all this information available to us, how many mediums continue studying? Mm -hmm. uh, we were saying just beforehand, I was looking at what Laurie's books are on his table. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I have started studying the ancient philosophers this last couple of years with the shutdown. And he's the same. You get to one and you think, well, this has nothing to do with spiritual. Hang on, we're talking about more than just spiritualism. We're talking about spirituality. That doesn't have to belong to any one movement. Mm. And some of the ancient philosophers had uh, clairvoyant visions, had um, experiences outside the normal range of their life. And where was that coming from? It was coming from an infinite mind, from an intelligence. And whatever, you know, that's why religion upsets me so much. We mustn't keep labeling things, open our minds to the fact that information is there. We've got to raise our vibration to a level where we can access it for the greater good, to enable others to be aware of it. Definitely, definitely. Well, Phil Shaw's just fallen in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a word with my husband, I'll see you later. Yeah, um, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> I'm really not getting in that one. Moving on rapidly. Uh, I have a very wicked sense of humour too. <laughs> yeah. Do you like surprises? Joanna Lewis. <laughs> yes, at the Spiritualist Church I trained at, they always had someone doing a reading. It used to work well as the medium would take their inspiration from the reading. I believe it flows better and spirit are working at their finest, proving the intelligence of spirit. I love you, Joanna, because that is a phrase that we need to use more, the intelligence of spirit. Yeah, but also the medium has to have spiritual intelligence. Yeah. And there's a lot of mediums that don't um, broaden their own intelligence on a spiritual basis. Now, I'm not just talking about spiritualism, I'm talking about spirituality. I've read some um, of the Buddhist philosophy and I find it absolutely 
gobsmacking. I really do. Because there is such a compassion in that. And then I've read some very structured religions where I think, oh, that's a bit like a punishment. You know, don't do this or else. Don't do that or else. You know, where we can find information that is compassionate and loving and is enabling I don't care where it comes from. I don't care if it's a religion or if it's a philosopher or if it's some child's story. There's sometimes more magic on the TV, in the cinema, in a storybook than there is in our lives. And that magic is about how we interact with each other, how we care for each other. Do you know, I'm, I'm not being funny when I say care. I find it more and more uncomfortable these days when people are dismissive of each other when they are biased about uh, gender equality or um, sexuality, I actually find it physically uncomfortable. Now, I can honestly say before I even studied mediumship, as an ordinary young girl, young woman, I wouldn't have even thought about it, it wouldn't have registered. But now that sort of bias, that nasty feeling, that negativity physically affects me. And I'm convinced as we evolve as mediums, we become more sensitive to the, the not very nice things in life, just as we become more sensitive to the sheer joy of the communication, to the love that flows from a spirit to the partner still on the earth plane. You know, it brings tears to your eyes as that love flows through you. So you can imagine when we watch cruelty when we watch nastiness that's affecting us physically too and please don't even start me on how people treat animals god help us you know if we can't treat dumb animals kindly there's no hope for the vulnerable the young the old yeah that's true and again uh, when we put that into the context of sitting in a circle this is another thing you know you will develop if you are under a structured approach to your development by um, a circle leader who has got your best interests at heart, not their bank balance, mm -hmm. your sensitivity will increase oh, and amazing. unfold. Yeah. And exactly, you know, I, my passion is music. I love music and depends on the mood of the day. Mm. But I love a piece of music that picks me up and dances with me. I'm just in seventh with that sort of music. For me, it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, right. <laughs> These film scores. Oh, there's some brilliant film scores out there, and they're inspired. No, I, I know what you mean, because um, I got very interested in colour going back about 15 years ago. Um, some of it came from my career, because as a, a nurse going through the different stages of um, promotion, your uniform colour changed, your belts changed, the sort of hat you wore changed. And each one gave you a different feeling, not just you had an increased knowledge base, but you had an authority that came mm. with it too. And so I started to look at colours and the effects it has on the physical aura. And I've been fascinated about um, how we use colours these days without even thinking about it. You think about people, um, there was a time when all hospital corridors, for example, were a very soft green, a bit like this background, because we believed it was soothing as patients were taken on trolleys to the operating theatre. And children's wards would be bright, vibrant colours to distract them from sometimes unpleasant procedures. You know, there is so much in the psychic aspect of our understanding that we're still opening up. Oh, yeah. And one of the biggest things is who do you vibrate with? 
Um, and I'm not just talking in terms of emotional relationship. The first time I met Laurie, he had been stitches. And I just thought, I like this guy's energy. And it's lovely when you meet other mediums that you know you have a similar vibration. You're not the same because our mm. lives are different. But you can meet together on a level where there's no need for duplicity, deception, ego. You can just be yourself. Yeah. And circles must have that. All the members of the circle must attain that at some point. Because that energy has got... It's, well, it, the reason I call circles is the energy goes round and round. It affects all of us. And I don't know... How about you guys? But I've literally sat in circles where the energy is starting on the floor and it's come up like I'm sitting in a tank of water and it's going above my head and I'm thinking, whoa, when's this going to stop? And it's because you're gelling together, you're yeah. vibrating together, you've made that connection. And once we get that level of energy, the spirit world can do anything. Move mountains. Yes, I heard you, darling. Move a few mountains. I don't mind. <laughs> because we forget that phenomena historically, biblically, was still phenomena. Yeah. And they needed energy in which to do that phenomenon. Yeah. And uh, that is so true. If you get that energy, it's nothing is impossible. And we, I know. You know, we keep limiting ourselves. I, I, some of it, we I have the access. We can do it. Yeah. We, that's it. But the word is access because it's not our energy. It, we're accessing the spirit yeah. energy. But I think you're right. I, I do feel that we are slightly insecure in modern times because of the way we are programmed from childhood. Don't do that, you naughty girl. Don't touch that, you naughty boy. Don't do that. It's dangerous. Be careful when you cross the road. There's so much, without us realising, it's so much negative imprinting. Mm -hmm. And then you go to school, you either have a good school or a bad school. Then you go work and you either have a good boss or a bad boss. And all this is having a psychological and psychic effect on us and our spirit. And I'm not saying it's all bad, but most of the time it has a negative connotation. And you're then spending your young adulthood striving to find the real you, striving to be what you're capable of being, whether it's through a career, through a marriage. On top of that, if you're a medium, you're striving to be the best damn medium you can be. Yeah. So we've got to be kinder to each other. We've got to look after each other. His phrase for the year, take care of our mediums. And we've got to be kinder to spirit because, you know, you guys all know when that love comes through that they have for us, yeah. takes your breath away, takes your breath away. Yeah. And always say this, uh, those who aren't working evidential mediums, are often in our mediumship, we just get that sensation, you know, when they say, oh, they're saying they love you, they're not actually saying that in our ear unless you are clear audience. You just get that love whacked on you, and yes. it's like, oh, yeah. goodness, you know, wow, where has that come from? I know, I know. I The very first time I felt it, it made me cry. And mm. I was, it was the last message of a demonstration, I'm going back years, and it was an old lady, she was well into her 90s, and her husband came in so close, he literally took me over, and the tears just rained down my face because he missed her, I'll get upset yeah. now, he wanted to hold her again, yeah. he wanted to touch her again, and I had to go forward and take her hand, just so he felt her warm hand again, that is love beyond anybody's expectation, and everyone should feel it, yeah. everyone should feel it. And <clears throat> all these things are achievable through proper training. Yes, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm getting carried away with the excitement of spirit, that's why I have to watch my language, 
But um, yeah, there's got to be discipline. Here we go again. Yeah. There's got to be discipline. And I don't just mean within the circle. The mediums have to have self-discipline. You know, um, you will get mediums that will go out with their mates to the pub, have a few drinks, and their mates are going, give us a message, give us a message, give us a message. And so you're opening yourself up, if you do it, to the negative energies surrounding you, to the boozy energy. We have no idea whose energy we're picking up in those sort of environments. And if I say there is a sanctity to the work we do, yeah. I mean it in its broadest context. I am no angel. You know that because I've sworn on camera. Um, I am very short-tempered, <laughs> very short -tempered, as most nurses who've held senior posts are, because I expect if I say jump, you say how high. But when it comes to working for spirit, they deserve our respect. And it is, a, it, to me, it's a sacred contract we have with them. They give us all that love and support. All they ask from us is a bit of time and attention. I think that's a damn good contract. I really do. Mm. Oh, There's a cat to... just walked across there, by the way, oh. between the two chairs. Oh. Oh, I don't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, that is so true. We have, it's not a parlor trick. Uh, it's not um, something to be taken lightly and treated disrespectfully. It's, it can make or break somebody yeah. and including the medium including yeah the medium. i think there's a need to recognize um the impact we have on our physical bodies at times too not just the emotional body but um we know that a lot of mediums develop health conditions because they don't particularly follow their own advice at times um but i think emotionally when we're dealing with people who have had very traumatic lives for whatever reason, it does affect your own soul. You, you want so much to bring them some form of healing and upliftment because of the pain they're going through. But we have to understand that may not be right at that time in their life. It may not be that they're at that point in their pathway where that can happen. It may be they have to go through this pain. None of us know another's mm. life pathway. All we can do is support as much as possible and enable where possible too. Yeah, uh, that is so, so, so true. When we go back to um, circle work again, and it's the understanding, it's bringing, we're trying something here at Paul, which you instigated with your wonderful circle last year. Group, group. Group, group, group. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to go on the circle. It was a group. All right, we just sat in the circle. That's coincidence. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I didn't want to be stuck week in, week out doing it, as some circles are. Week in, week out, exactly. week in, week out. Meditation, uh, what do you get? We wanted dynam dynamic energy, didn't yeah. we? And you bought in that energy of going for a structured progressive time but a set time and that really worked and again we're starting a beginner's circle here in July the same format not with Elaine but with a another medium but that medium has produced this structured format for the seven weeks that it's running mm. and I, I love that energy what? I think that is 
because I've sat in circles and it's like, oh, what yeah, do you want yeah. to do tonight then? <laughs> we'll meditate, know. yeah. Oh, he's just thinking, well, actually, I want to learn because I've been... <laughs> There's got to be some structure. There's got to be an, a, an objective goal for the medium, if not for anything else, because they need to get to that end point and say, okay, so where is my pathway taking me now? Is it actually diverting to healing? Mm -hmm. Is it diverting to trance work because I need to find the right trainer for both of those? Is it staying on this plane, but I need to be a bit more challenged? The, the, the sad thing about some circles, they literally become a weekly meditation stroke snooze. And, and I'm the worst offender. If I'm sitting there doing nothing, I will go to sleep. Being a diabetic, I'll sleep anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like that let's give that energy to spirit and for a period of time and then the spirit world will show them either how they feel or with the support of the tutor what's the next phase where do i go from here and it's not the tutor's responsibility to give you direction i mean i, I will be honest <clears throat> any good circle leader and tutor should be able to tell if they have a physical medium in the circle from the energies they see in yeah. the aura and the chakra and and that was the sort of thing that um, the sort of assessments that were done historically. I remember dear Gordon Higginson saying that to me, that mediums were assessed to see what energies they already had present in their auric field and how deep that energy was. So they then were guided on the path they need to go. So don't come here and say, I'm going to be a trans medium if you haven't got the appropriate energy because you can sit till the end of time and you won't get anywhere. And we don't want to waste your time. So we've got mm. to have structure to what we do. And the other side of that as well is you, you want I want to be a trance medium and sit and sit and sit <laughs> and not get there. Yeah. Whereas actually if I just sat and sat and sat to be what I am, which is a healing medium, yeah, yeah, the effects would have been astounding. Yeah. You know, but our single mindedness because oh no, I want to be a trance or I want to be evidential or I, you know. And, then, and there are other energies that will work better just on the one-to-one -one basis mm. to do just private readings because they have the compassion, they're empathetic. Um, I know private readings, again, were also pushed in the past to train you to build that link. Um, but some people will be excellent at it, at it and others will do it, but it won't be their forte. It won't, be, it won't feel right for them. Yeah. So we've got to find the niche that not only they they vibrate with but where the spirit world wants the work done exactly and and i'd like to see more good speakers more good yeah. speakers on the platform Definitely. yeah i love listening to someone who's got that voice of spirit coming through them and you're taken out of yourself you're you don't even know you're in a church or a building anymore you're lost in that power and that energy that to me is the real gift of spirit because one of the things you know, that I see not being taught in some circles is it's all about communication. Yeah. Communication is a two-way street. Oh, God, yes. Yes. And that is sadly <laughs> so often overlooked. Yes, I know. I said to you, uh, in one of the groups this week, one of the students stood there going, and I said, what are you doing? I'm waiting for spirit. I said, please don't wait for spirit. Talk to them. Oh, can I ask them a question? I went, well, how the heck are they going to give you an answer if you don't ask a question in the first place? Mm. Oh, right. I said, it's a contract between two spirits, yours and theirs. How are you going to communicate unless you're into telepathy? I said, and you might get there in the end, but at the moment, I said, ask the question and wait for the answer. 
this passiveness is so wrong. Mm. Mental mediumship is very active energy, isn't it? Very, <clears throat> hugely, absolutely hugely. Uh, Tony Goswell there. I agree, a structuring circle is needed. I like a term time circle with a program. And to me, that um, energy that you're putting into a circle, let's face it, we've all been there. We've set up a circle and we've sat. And after a couple of weeks, you're looking at a bun thinking, <coughs> how am I going to get rid of this one? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you naughty boy. <laughs> well, you, you, you do. You just think, all right, maybe that's the wrong way to put that. You just think, do you know what? This person isn't suited to this circle for whatever reason. No, I know what you mean. Um, and then how do I deal with that? Well, I've always said right at the start of any training group, I will not confirm anything for you that I can't witness. Mm. So I've, I've either got to see it, taste it, smell it, hear it, feel it. I'm not going to say, oh, yes, you've got the most wonderful aura if I am not aware of your aura. Conversely, I'm not going to advise you to go any direction unless the spirit world tell me to. Yeah. Because it will be their direction and guidance and your spirit that will make the choice, not me. You know, I've got to deal with my own sorting myself out and living my life and developing me. Yeah, that's very true. But as I say, if we, if we looked at uh, circles and run them in terms and short groups, it does help to be, it adds that energy because you've got that drive, that goal, that focus. Yeah, and I think it gives you the, the gap in between for life events because sometimes if you're in a circle for years and it's every week bar Christmas and Easter or something, What's happening in between is your own life is progressing, your material life, your family's changing, your career may be changing. And it's so hard to maintain the same level of energy when you're overly stressed or worried or anxious. So I think sometimes having a break, uh, though I know some of the old circles, they, they weren't allowed to go abroad on holiday in the old days. No. They had to be able to drive back in time for the circle. They used to close like August, wasn't it? That was popular. Possibly. It was August, and you had to plan your holidays around <laughs> the circle. Imagine so, trying to do that today. Yeah, it's, it sounds like working for Fords, um, <laughs> where they make their vans. But, yeah, I, I think it gives you that break to deal with your own life because... As we are evolving our mediumship, so we are evolving our own soul and things are happening to us, things that we need to reflect on, we need to take um, to heart and look at, is this right for me? I think sometimes it's, um, I think mediumship can be sometimes fits and starts because there are periods where I know I've been stood back to reflect on something that I'm perhaps not understanding fully mm. and I need to go back and look at this situation, look at this event and see, have I missed the point? Have I taken on board everything I should have done? So, yeah, I think having um, some points where there are breaks or gaps isn't a bad thing these yeah. days. And that, that's quite a common tale from people sat in a circle um, that they reach like a plateau yeah. and everything stops. And often the response is, oh, well, you know, you're learning more while you're in this period. But actually, <coughs> if that plateau is there for you to yeah, reassess I agree. where you're going. But I think also the medium has got to take responsibility, the, the would-be medium, for studying for reading for researching mm. because it's not just about going to circle it's about get your finger out and do some studying yourself look things up examine read some of the jolly good books that are around 
from our pioneers of the past. You know, look at how they worked with the energy. And I'm not just talking about my life as a medium by Fred yeah. Bloggs. I'm talking about yeah, <laughs> sitting with spirit. What is the difference between psychism and mediumship? What does trance involve? Some of the old school mediums were very good at explaining yeah. how they went through all this, what they felt. Um, this is a horrible thing to say, and please forgive me, everybody. I don't think we have the grade of teachers these days that we had once. And I include myself in that, please, <clears throat> I do. I would say we haven't got as many. All right, as many. As many. Oh, yes, I'm not saying there's none. Sorry, yeah. that. thank you for correcting me. But we don't... We don't seem to have the access to as many. You're quite right. Um, and not everybody can afford hundreds of pounds to go and study at this centre yeah. or that centre. Um, maybe the home circles appearing again wouldn't be such a bad thing because it may be that these people will be more available in a home circle. Not everyone can go to church <coughs> one night a week um, forever in a day, but some people who perhaps work part-time or retired might be able to say, well, actually, I could do a home circle one afternoon a week and put some energy into training people. Um, yeah, I don't want to say that there isn't anyone that was wrong. It's there aren't, there isn't the access to as many as we'd like. You know, people often say to medium, this is all right for you, you get plenty of messages for yourself. We don't, do no, we? No. And I haven't had a sitting <laughs> maybe in 15 years. Yeah. Because I don't want someone who's gonna flannel me. I yeah. want someone who's gonna say to me, Actually, you're crappy. Like, oh, oh, here we go. Again. <laughs> Sorry about that. You're rubbish, Elaine. Go away and study that. Because although sometimes it's harsh to hear that, it can also spur you on to better things. When, when, I, when I first started off, um, my partner at the time, I absolutely adored because I would come off platform and he would go actually that was really good tonight or will you stop doing that because that's all you can hear over the microphone you never went back to that person and i valued that more and i'm not being disrespectful when you go out and serve uh, churches and centers you get oh that was wonderful oh thank you that was absolutely great and just sometimes i wish no i, I would like yeah. an honest appraisal i agree with you and if there is an area where i, I did it with a medium <laughs> luckily he let me off and he was all right about it he'd done a dem and he went i went up to uh close it down and he was thank you everybody and i went well actually you haven't finished i said because if you remember you had a spirit that was not accepted at the back there but he's still hanging around he went do you know what you're right and he worked on it, and we found where this spirit was. Mm. I and agree. I, thought, I like that because, you know, it, he said afterwards, thank you for doing that. It would be nice to have that objective feedback from people we trust. This, this is it. It's and that. We have to be very careful because... Hmm. Oh, I'm going to get hung anyway. Um, <laughs> there's an awful lot of ego in our movements, a lot of ego. And that is so, so sad because if we truly want to enable everyone, that means we enable each other as well as working mediums. Mm. 
and um I believe the spirit world wants us to enjoy what we do. It's not meant to be painful yeah. and sad because the life, the world is painful and sad. And I believe that the time we work with the spirit world, the time we're in communication with them is meant to be a sheer joy. So we need to be able to trust each other. And and, and when I say bad words, for you to be able to say, stop swearing. <laughs> you stop bloody swearing. <laughs> <laughs> Julie Caswell, one of the Wombles, saying their home so... Uh, uh, try that again. Her uh, home so... Well, I've been taken over. <laughs> <laughs> you should be. <laughs> Our home circle came about because of lockdown. I'm not quite sure how to read that, Julie. Um, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there that that was not when we were not allowed out at all. Uh, moving on. But yeah, um, nice to see that the home circle appeared from there. And I, I think that home circles really can make a huge difference. The accessibility of them. Um, that it's just making sure that we're doing it in the right energy. Oh yes, with the yeah. intent, the right intent of. But it, it, but it also takes us out of the politics of organised religion, and spiritualist religion, because sometimes our own politics can. Well, go yeah, in. that's what I was thinking. You know, if you go to this church, you got to believe that. If you go to this church, you got to believe that. It's nice to see there are more independence coming in spiritualist churches, mm. and not. Please don't think I'm I'm anti any of them, but I think you have to think for yourself. It's my yeah. feeling, and yeah. and if you're in a church, sometimes the rules and regulations really tie your hands on all levels, not just mediumship. Look at healing. Some days it's quite ridiculous what they have to the hoops they have to jump through yeah. to be a healer. So I think I I don't want politics in this understanding. We've only got to look at world politics to know nobody gets it right. So um, let's start listening to spirit instead of people on the earth plane who think they have a right to instruct us in a particular way of thinking. Um, yes, I agree totally. Joanna Lewis here. I tend to enjoy meditating daily as life can become very emotional and meditation calms you down and enables you to think clearly and deal with situations calmly. It also helps with your spiritual connection and gives the angels time to help you to help yourself. Thank you for that. Julie Caswell. <laughs> Thank you for that, Nelly. It's a family circle, three generations of our family, oh. all of our board has lockdown rules. Lovely. The only Lovely. reason I hesitated there, Julie, was because actually I was made aware of circles that did continue. And I was quite surprised really? through various uh, restrictions, but never mind, we're not all like that. So, um, <clears throat> Libby Bellhouse, so you're going to love my answer a lot. I would love to start a book study group and explore some of the philosophy experience of our pioneers. Well, then do it. <laughs> really, it's that simple. <laughs> Actually, a lot of churches are a mine of information on old books that are now out of print and you couldn't get even if you wanted to. So it pays to, you know, perhaps belong to two or three churches in order to be able to access their libraries. Mm. Um, you can get some modern reprints, but I find the quality isn't, the modern reprints isn't yeah. as good as the original books were. 
And um, and you've got to remember, although the books historically were written in the language of the day, it's the truth that they contain, the information that they contain that is important, not the language. Yeah, no, hugely, hugely. And also, I quite admire in the spiritist movement, mm. they are very big on having regular study groups. Really? Huge, huge foundation part of their movement. Uh, and I think that's wonderful. And I know that they're very well supported as well. Well, it's funny you should say that. I'm not going to say where I went, but I went on a philosophy course in a centre belonging to a very big movement. And I have never been so disappointed in my life. Mm. I went with um, three other mediums. We were all thinking, great, it's a philosophy course. Well, I think the spirit world must have taken a week's holiday that, that time because I was incredibly disappointed. Mm. People who were supposed teachers, I didn't feel that they had studied their philosophy in any real depth. We had no deep trance mediums doing talks direct from spirit. Um, and I just thought, it's obviously going to be a job I've got to do myself, sit and read, get books, research, dig them out of old church libraries, because there are a lot of books out there. And, and then sometimes just sit with the spirit world itself and see if I can, through my thick head, hear their vibration clearly enough to get the words direct from them. Because yeah. sometimes... I, I can't do things like automatic writing, but I can write incredibly quickly when they're with me. And then I'll go back and read it and I think, actually that answers something I needed to know. And um, I don't think, again, we practice some of these old skills that I couldn't, say I'm not automatic writer, but even just sitting with the power of spirit to take down their thoughts, to feel what it is that we need to know about at that particular point in our life. All these things come into use further on down the line somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I, I have that occasionally. Something will just come through spontaneously, and I think, please keep that going. You know, I'm working next week. I want that to come out. <laughs> that was just beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, when you get your own philosophy like that, that is absolutely amazing. So, anyway. I've got to get this young lady fed, um, otherwise diabetes is going to kick in and start swearing and throwing <laughs> no, things or something. No, well, or don't be mean. <laughs> and uh, does it dancing naked around the tree? No, 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 I didn't say anything about naked. No, it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining. I hope we have... Entertained uh, you. Yeah, and just... In, you know, the wonderful thing about these nights is we're engaging in this debate. We are talking about things and stimulating yes. conversation yeah. and thoughts with people. We're um, putting the energy out there. Use it as you see fit. Yeah, yeah. And agree or disagree, absolutely mm -hmm. fine. Absolutely fine. As long as it's in that energy of debate all the time. So have a wonderful evening, everybody. We're going to break open the sherry here. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we hope you've given you, whether you're watching live tonight or later on on uh, catch-up on the various platforms, you know, this is this is the energy of spiritualism. It, it's about communication with each other mm. on this plane. Yeah. It's about debate. It's about 
experience and stretching the imagination. Uh, and yeah, yeah, brilliant night. Thank you, my darling. Thank you, thank you. Didn't do a bag. I didn't tell her to about ten to seven. Oh, well, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> surprise! Don't don't come and stay at Paul Church. <laughs> you have to earn your bed for the oh, night. Oh gosh, yes. Oh yes, yes. yes. Anyway, everybody, have a wonderful, wonderful night. Elaine will be taking our Lyceum service tomorrow. Uh, and in the Lyceum service, instead of where we would have normally the reading followed by the address, we will have a piece on one aspect of the history of our wonderful movement of spiritualism. So it's a good opportunity to learn, and you can join in if you're in the area. We would love to see you. Doors open at 10.15 for 11 o'clock start. If you're further afield, you can watch live on our Facebook page for the Paul Christian Spiritualist Church. And uh, later on, you can catch it up on our YouTube channel. And then later on, you may even get it on a podcast. Get all digitised here. Uh, wonderful. Is it catching? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody. Take care. Lots of love. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you, darling. Thank it's you. It's been wonderful. Okay.